This is the Your Harrogate Podcast. Now, please welcome your host, Nick Hancock. Fry-yay with me, Nick Hancock. And here's the thing, if I'd have told you a year ago that the highlight of your weekend, the biggest, most exciting thing of your weekend will be deciding where you're going to go for a walk... I don't think you'd have believed me. Anyway, there's life. That is life. And uh, here we go again with the Your Harrogate podcast, sponsored by Hacks. It's a really good one today because we have got Sharon, Sharon Canavar in the house, on the Zoom, incoming, with a load of good stuff around Harrogate and just a couple of ticks. Can I just first say thank you to Kay, who sent me a lovely email yesterday, nick at yourharrogate.co.uk, saying how much you'd enjoyed listening to our interview interview yesterday with Sue from Crown Judas on Commercial Street. She's just a ray of sunshine, Sue. So thank you for that. And also thank you very much to Mel, who got in touch to say her kids are loving the Countdown to Santa song. That podcast is also at yourharrogate.co.uk. And you know you can email me anytime. It's nick at yourharrogate.co.uk. Shout out to everybody who was watching the Christmas lights switch on from from Coppice Valley. I, I'm used to normally doing lots of Christmas light switch-ons this time of year, and I'm only doing two this year. I was the celebrity guest last night, I was, at Coppice Valley, and I'm also the celebrity guest turning on the Christmas lights at my house on Sunday this weekend. So, still to come, we've got our What's Hot guide, sponsored by Doors Direct. That's coming up at the end of the podcast, but first, here comes Sharon. Well, good morning, Sharon. Welcome back to the podcast. And I have to say, I think the highlight of the week has been your post box at the festival's office. Oh, that's look. I think it's been my highlight of the year, to be honest. It was something that, you know, we wanted to do this little Santa post box and bring a bit of joy into people's lives. And then it got bigger with the lights and the snow machine and everything else. And I have to say, my office is right at the front of um, our building, and from about half past two, just it starts to get a bit darker, and the schools finish. All I can hear is crowds of families going "ooh ah," and the kids are so excited and looking at the little kind of Santa footprints and everything. So it's been really special. The team have enjoyed it, I think, as much as all the kids. It's been great. Well, it's such a nice thing because you know, if you if you can get your children at sort of four o'clock when it's dark on on a Saturday or Sunday, get your children to write their letter. Actually, get them to sit down and say they've got to tell Santa why they why they deserve their presents. And then when you come and drop it off, Sarah, who works across the road from you at Synergy Hair, I, I bumped into her in the week, and she was like, "It plays music. It plays music." <laughs> Soundtrack and Michael Bublé. I don't know how much longer I'm going to last on both of those before I go full on with the with the Christmas tunes. But yeah, it's, it, it is really nice and it's, it's simple. And I think maybe that's what people are liking this year. And also just a bit of normality. You know, it's safe. You don't, you know, there's no Santa. You don't have to book a time. Everything's space. People are mindful of each other. And the kids are just really excited. And some of the letters, oh, Nick, I'm, you know, 
because they've all got their own little naughty elves at home so they're writing about what the naughty elves have been up to uh, you know and there's some quite interesting kind of family dynamics about they want to see the dad they haven't seen him for years you know all of that kind of stuff right through to total worries about Santa and isolation and what happens if he can't come out so you know really serious writing about it so you can see how this kind of pandemic has totally affected kids and affected the way they think about you know what's going to happen well he probably should be shielding I mean unless he's going to get the vaccine first <laughs> <laughs> he must be on the top tier of getting the vaccine, surely, and it's frontline uh, worker. Diabetic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mind you, we've started reading the Santa books at home now. Have you read the Santa Needs a Wee book? No. Oh, my daughter loves it, honestly. It's just, it goes on and on. It's all about how he suddenly realises he's drunk all his cups of tea and all his brandies and everything and then has to run home. But yeah, Father Christmas Needs a Wee is just hysterical. Recommend it for anyone around that age group. Oh, that is very good. That is very good. Um, the the most or one of the most viewed stories on our website has been the Yorkshire Hotel turning into an advent calendar this week. That sort of took everybody's fancy, didn't it? Oh, it did. I was in London um, this time last year and Fortnum and Mason do an absolutely beautiful advent calendar. And I came back from Harrogate and showed it to Simon. And we looked at all the buildings and showed it to Simon and said, you need to do this. Um, and so I'm really pleased that, you know, he's, uh, he, he's made that happen. And actually, you know, the Yorkshire looks absolutely stunning, doesn't it, with all its lights on anyway, even before the advent calendar. It's a great building and the refurb they're doing there, I think, would be really special. But then he's got the igloos as well down at... Um, they yeah. Happen, yeah, which I ran past yesterday and they look so pretty. You think, oh, do I have to rub cold my throat or shall I just go for a pint? So. <laughs> I can't believe, I can't believe in, in Harrogate must be one of the fittest places though in the country because when I was, I was driving down, uh, it was Weatherby Road, sort of near where the hospital is, about probably five o'clock on a Saturday when really you're just yeah. thinking of, you know, snacks and strictly, aren't you? And, and yeah. there were so many people. Not only was it Saturday night, but it was dark and it was cold. And there were so many people out running. I was so impressed. I think partly there's not much else to do at the moment. People really got into the fitness, you know, for mental well-being and for, and uh, you know, and for keeping fit, obviously. And it's if you look after yourself and lose a bit of weight, you know, you're less prone to getting the getting COVID but also I do think there's so many people still working at home and if you can escape home under the guise of fitness for half an hour 40 minutes you've got your trainers on you're out that door no matter what the weather is you know I've never I've never really done nighttime running to be honest have you done much nighttime running before when I when I was training for the marathon um, yeah, because it was the only because you had to sort of run through winter and you know up to Easter to get where you were. So I did quite you know I was really keen. I had one of those big lights. But I spent my whole time tweeting for North Yorkshire County Council again. Your lights are out. Your lights are out because you'd, you'd run and then you'd have to go through a dark bit. You'd be really scared if you were on your own. So I was like the you know ultimate road maintenance slash post maintenance woman for a, a long period of time. Everyone's glad when I stopped nighttime running at that level. I think. Would you do the marathon again? By the way. I'll put in for it actually for next year. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but I was lucky enough to get the St. Michael's place last year. So that was, you know, really special. And then obviously I put in, didn't get it this year, and then it got cancelled anyway. And then I'll put in for next year. But we'll wait and see. I've got Great North Run for next year because that got bounced from this year to next. And that sort of keeps you going. But I think there's things like Early Bird Run Crew and, you know, meet new people when you go out and do things like that. It's not proper kind of serious running club stuff. So, and, you know, I'm just getting back into it again. 
um, after quite a eat a lot summer and all the rest of it. Um, yeah, and it's good. Clearly, you know, I spent all day writing an application for some, for some funding and was going home muttering about it. Went out for, in the rain for 20 minutes and it was gone. So, yeah, it's good for the soul. Are you still running? Yeah, and I, I always think of, I always think of like one, if you have one thing on your mind, solve one issue per run, basically. That's a really nice way to work at it. So, because I I spend my, you know quite a long time chuntering, especially if I'm going up a hill about what about this, what about that, what are the other, and so sometimes it's just processing. So I like the idea that you've got to come away with solving it. So. I wrote my will during uh, a run the other day. You've got a will? I've grown it for you. Have you really? Isn't it? It's yeah. make a will month or something though. It's around that time. Is it? Oh, all right. We'll get that sponsored. I'll put. Yeah. I'll, add, I'll, add that, I'll add that to my list of things we could get sponsored. At. That does ring a bell. That, I think it does ring a bell. Nice cheer. I think that's. I think that's January. Nice cheery one. After. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, the, the divorce rate goes up in January as well, doesn't it? Because everyone spends so much time together. So people were looking to make some serious changes. So just get a good, yeah. get a good solicitor involved. Anyway, we talked about running. What about chocolate? Have you been having chocolate for breakfast with your advent calendar? Yes, I have actually. Uh, yeah. One of those Reese, you know, that really nice, oh, well, it, only nice if you like sort of peanut butter type chocolates. Normally, my criticism of advent calendars normally was that the, the chocolate all tasted of cardboard, but it, it really doesn't with a Reese one. It really is. It's a treat. <laughs> my kids, my kids wake me up at about seven and, and yeah. And that is just a, that's a great, chocolate is a great start to the day, to be honest. Oh, honestly, they're up and ready to go. We've got one of those ones that you sort of fill every night, which we're totally rubbish at remembering. And then kind of, you know, having to keep the kids upstairs to kind of secretly ninja-like get some chocolate into the boxes. And then I've got a beauty one. And I wanted a Marks and Spencer's one, but they didn't do it this year for the first time. So I was very upset. So, but I've got a John Lewis one, which was bought for me, which is properly posh. Some really good stuff in that. To the point of where I'm nearly peeking into the drawers to have a little look to see what's coming. It's the it's definitely the Christmas to to completely indulge yourself in all in all the sort of things that you know would normally you normally wouldn't have time or energy for or whatever. It's got to be the year for complete overindulgence, hasn't it? I think I mean I think probably we're not we're not more than a week or two away from Bailey's in your coffee on a morning, are we? To be honest. <laughs> very thing this morning about is it too early for Bailey's coffee obviously not on a work day but you know is it too early but I, I've already in fact I'm in my office right now I'm just going to show you I know no one at home can see it but I've already started stacking the pork oh yeah go oh. get a Marks and Spencer sandwich at lunchtime <laughs> and buy a bottle of pork to go with it it's terrible <laughs> I, th I think Bailey's hangovers are quite bad though I have, do you know, I've not really drunk Baileys for years and years. When I went to university, when I was younger, because my parents are teetotals, so I never really, you know, had any sort of drink. And the only drink I really liked to get drunk was Baileys, I had Baileys over ice. And I went to university and, you know, met all these really cool kids around the docks and I'm like, oh, do you want a pine snake bite? And I was like, can I have a Baileys over ice, please? I'm like, you know, <laughs> so totally Harrogate. I soon had that beaten out of me. <laughs> and I've never really been back to it. <laughs> that is very good. Um, so, um, there's a Berwyn's Salon North to talk about, isn't there, which is all go. Yeah, loads of exciting stuff going on there. So Berwyn's are back on as our title sponsor and our TED Talks are coming on Friday the 10th of December. So we've got three speakers lined up for you for this event and there's lots more coming in the new year. But the three speakers we're talking about, we've got Professor Danny Dorling, he's talking about slowdown and how we can make uh, use and what we can learn from the changes that have happened over this year. I can't decide whether I like slow down or not, or I want everything back to normal. What about you? 
Yeah, I don't know, to be honest. I, I think it's been weird not planning anything, hasn't it? I've got to say, uh, somebody said to me, um, it was, who was it who said? It was, it was the, the head teacher from Killing Hall Primary School said to me, because there's been no events this year, the whole yeah. year, it all feels, it all blurs into one mulch. And I don't, that's the thing I don't like. You know, you normally think, oh, went abroad in August or, you know, went to the Great Yorkshire Show in July or whatever. And there's no, there's nothing to separate. Every day, every month has just been kind of fairly samey, I suppose. So I don't like that. I, I do, I do quite like less rushing around though. Less, you know, got to go to swimming lessons, then somebody's yeah. birthday party and then got to see that person i do actually i actually like the fact that you're not you're not constantly against the clock all the time to be honest that's quite interesting isn't it because mark just leading on from that one of the other speakers margaret heffernan she's talking um she's done loads of different talks she's a business psychologist and ted talks have been viewed by over what seven million people but she's talking about how we need less tech and busy busyness in our lives and sort of what she called messier human skills, which is imagination, humility, bravery, which helps us create the future that we want as individuals and that we can believe in, which I'm really excited, you know, excited and quite interested to learn about because I'm never off my phone. You know, first thing on the morning, I'm looking at the headlines, what's going on, see what makes her up to on Facebook, what's kicked off on Twitter, you know, and I literally, <laughs> that whole thing just, and it, I know it's no good for me, but it's a terrible addiction. But that whole thing about, you know, play and thinking about, you know, just spending a bit of time without anything, you know, around you and distracting to think about what the future might look like. So I'm quite looking forward to that because sometimes I'm a bit sniffy and think it all sounds a bit worthy. But actually, given what's happened this year, that is no bad thing to think about, you know, make some changes in your life. Mm. A bit like all the runners we were talking about when they're hiding from their families. Well, it's almost like it's almost like sort of using your phone less it's almost it's like trying to diet or something isn't it it's it's that hard it's 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 like trying to give up booze or fags or whatever isn't it it really is it's so addictive yeah absolutely i'm not giving up alcohol anytime soon <laughs> <laughs> just to be clear with christmas coming we've just seen your office <laughs> <laughs> at least it's not a gin that's usually a very slippery slope i tell you what how do you get one of those slingsby uh Christmas jumpers, how great oh, are they? I think, I know, every, do you know that uh, my, my WhatsApps have been popping off about, about, uh, about the uh, Slingsby Christmas jumper. So I, I saw the guys from Slingsby, Marcus yeah. wearing the jumpers. Then I saw Simon Cotton, who we mentioned, appearing on, on TV. Uh, I can't remember what TV, what, well, it could have been any day of the week. I yeah. can't remember what. <laughs> he was wearing I think he was on I think he was on national news wearing a Slingsby jumper and I was thinking oh, was I, I, wonder, I wonder if they've paid him for the sponsorship of his but those jumpers are so fit I am totally you can buy them mm. you can buy them you can buy them yeah yeah oh mm. I'm, I'm gonna put that on my Christmas list that's for mm. sure Mm. But staying on the food that our final speaker at Salon is Dr. Andrew Jenkinson and um, he's one of Britain's top weight loss surgeons so has helped lots of people who've been trapped in this endless cycle of dieting but he's talking about the metabolism, why people diet, good fats, bad fats, all the different myths that we've had throughout all our lives and you know I was sent to Weight Watchers when I was about 13 by my mother so you know I've had everything from Weight Watchers to points to or you know I've tried everything along the way so I'm quite interested to hear what he's got to say about actually what the future might look like and the part the brain plays on it beyond me just being really greedy and eating whatever's in the cupboards which is basically me when I'm stressed. 
All, all three of those sound really good, to be honest. They're really good. They, it's, it's, they're just topics that you can go quite deep on, aren't they? They are, but they're just kind of 20 minutes that they talk about. There's a few questions at the end. So they've condensed all of their lifetime's work and knowledge into this kind of 20 minutes of, uh, you know, talk, which is great. And, you know, I think I'll definitely listen to them, ignore it for two weeks because it's Christmas and then start again in January <laughs> with all my New Year's resolutions. That's kind of where I'm at with it. Uh, yeah. yeah. Now you've got uh, finally a, a, a good book recommendation for us, which I, again, something that probably I always feel guilty about not reading enough and probably like you say, spending too much time on the, on the phone and not, and not actually reading at night time and stuff. So you've got a good recommendation. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's loads that are out at the moment. You know, all of the big releases in the in Easter summer were all pushed back. They're all, you know, in the mix. There's recommendations coming out of our ears. And if you read any of the newspapers, they've all got their, you know, it's no longer a top 10. It's a top 20 or a top 50 for the year. Um, the one I wanted to really pick up was local girl Steph McGovern, um, obviously a great fan and supporter of the Harrogate Festival. She's made some recommendations in the paper yesterday, and one of them, which I'm a real fan of, is Anne Cleves, and she writes the Vera novels, um, which are brought to life on television incredibly well. But The Darkest Evening is out, and whilst it's a series, you can read this one on its own. So if you're looking for a sort of bit, a bit of gritty crime drama with some northern charm within there, with DCI Vera Stanhope, I think that is one that I would definitely look out for from Anne Cleves, who is an absolutely phenomenal writer. So that is my recommendation for Christmas. Is exceedingly good. Well, thank you. There was absolutely loads there, and I think, and I think, um, lots of, I think, lots of respect for the honesty and all of that as well. Really, <laughs> <laughs> my mild alcoholism and pie eating problems. There we go. I just, I just think. Well, I mean, I think we covered everything. You know, we said that. Uh, we said that. You know, uh, we uh, we'd like to run more, but there are two bottles of port in your office, and it's just. I mean, it's just. It's just. It's just an eating, drinking time of year, isn't it? And that's, and that's, you know, it's to be embraced. It's to be embraced. Oh, I'm all about the mince pies now because Betty's have brought back their um, Frangipani mince pies for this year because they didn't have them for last year. Basically marzipan. So that's where I'm at right now. I bought a, I bought a coffee at Morrison's petrol station um, and they said, oh, do you want a mince pie for an extra 15p? Oh, <gasps> yes. Totally, yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. Oh, Finishing on uh, food very quickly, I watched one of those kind of cooking programs on Saturday, which I never watch because I am the world's worst cook. So there is just no point watching cooking programs because it's just like something I can't, is totally unattainable for me. Um, but one of the cooks on it, uh, it was a chocolatier, it's called Paul Young, and his website crashed afterwards. Um, and he basically made uh, maraschino cherries injected with basically posh Nutella, then wrapped in marzipan, and then wrapped in some more chocolate with some gold leaf fan, which was just divine uh, so that is what i am going to be making between here and christmas oh well done very good right that is good work sharon thank you so much for your time we'll see you soon the what's hot guide with doorsdirect.co.uk for me to measure sliding wardrobe doors and interiors visit doorsdirect.co.uk. Welcome to this week's What's Hot Guide with me, Ben Groom. Now, this is a weekly look at a few of the best upcoming events in the area for you to keep your eye out for. Now, if you haven't taken the kids to see Santa yet, you won't have to go too far as he's coming to the Great Yorkshire Showground from tomorrow. Santa's Grotto will be open for families to visit from tomorrow, Saturday the 5th of December, right up until Christmas Eve. A lot of the weekend slots are already booked up, but there's still plenty available during the week to take the kids 
after school or earlier in the day. You can find tickets for that on the Great Yorkshire Showground website, but be quick to get the time slot you want. And Christmas at Lightwater Valley starts today as they dress up the theme park as a festive wonderland. Although the full park won't be open for this event, you can still go along as a family and discover their festive fairground, hunt around the park to find Santa's missing elves, and take a journey through the magical workshop of wonders. It does look to be a really good Christmassy day out for you and the kids, and will be running all the way up until Wednesday the 23rd of December. You can find out more about that from the Lightwater Valley website and on their social channels. And that's it for this week's What's Hot Guide. I'll be back again next Friday for some more festive events in the build-up to Christmas. But you can also check out all of our events online at yourharrogate.co.uk. The What's Hot Guide with doorsdirect.co.uk. For made-to-measure sliding wardrobe doors and interiors, visit doorsdirect.co.uk. Thank you to Ben for the What's Hot Guide there with Doors Direct on our podcast here. And there's loads more at yourharrogate.co.uk. If you haven't seen the Harrogate Hotel turned into an advent calendar, that's on our website. Also opened on two days ago, on Wednesday, Lord and Ladies, Fab New Barbers on Channel Parade. You can see all about that. And Grand Café which opens tomorrow and everybody's been talking about that because of course there used to be a bit of a pop-up on Colbath. So you can read all about that on our website yourharrogate.co.uk and your chance to win £1,000 cash for Christmas. That's hard cold cash for Christmas thanks to Slingsby as well. That's at yourharrogate.co.uk. Thank you to Sharon. Thank you Doors Direct. Thank you Hacks, our sponsors. Tomorrow on the podcast for a Saturday, we've got special guest from our superstar chef from her house, Steph Moon, will be joining us tomorrow. In the meantime, have a lovely day.